Hey, this is Jeff Dolan with Wave. I'm live at the Craft and Commerce Conference in Boise, Idaho. I am with a new guest, Colin Tate. He's the SEO master at ConvertKit. How hey, are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for inviting me on. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. This is fun, man. Yeah. it's uh, This is my first year at Craft and Commerce. No way. Me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I started a convert kit almost a year ago, mm. um, and of course because of the pandemic, you know there was not a crafting commerce last year. So That's you know right. being here, this is not only my first crafting commerce, but my first time in Boise, first time meeting most of my teammates because nice. we're a remote. We're all company. remote. Yeah, yep. same with Wave. So all remote. Re- so it's really cool to see everybody in person. That's yeah. cool. And where do you where are you from? So I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio, mm. um, but I've been living on the East Coast for a while now uh, in the D.C. Metro ah. um, for about 10 years now. Cool. So, yeah. And, and do you surf there? No, no. I do all my surfing out uh, down in the Outer some? Banks. Outer Banks. That's yep. where I'm from. Kill Devil Hills. Yeah. Yep. Nags Head. Nice. Rodanthe. Yeah, we yep. were talking about this. Uh, we want to do more uh, surfing and kiteboarding. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome, dude. Absolutely. All right. Question number one. Do you think content creation on social media is a new art form or just marketing for something else and why? I don't really, I don't really know or believe or ascribe to the, to the notion that it's a new art form. I think it's being, been reinvented for our current age. Mm. People are rediscovering it. Got it. And, and what I mean by, you know, what I mean by rediscovering content creation is that it's on a new platform, so it feels new. Mm. But content creation has been around so long as the written word has been around. Right. Right. So um, I think it feels fresh because we've never seen platforms like social platforms. Uh, but the messages are still the same at their core. Uh, human psychology remains the same. You're still telling stories. You're still telling stories. Yeah. And the people that tell the best stories are the ones that have the largest audiences. Mm. Right. So I don't think that much has changed there. Um, so I, I don't know that I would call it a new art form. It, it's definitely something else. Um, things are cyclical in our world, and this feels like a cycle of, uh, of the same thing that we've seen before. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I like it. All right. Number two, what in your experience is the best marketing method or strategy for growing an audience online? Ooh. I want to hear this from you because you're the SEO well, guy. I'm going to be biased, of okay. course, in this, yes. in this respect. Of so course. SEO, definitely. Um, but I say that with a caveat. Okay. And I'll try to be nuanced about this. If you're just starting uh, on your creator journey, there's some things that you can do from an SEO perspective that will be helpful, but you shouldn't make it your primary focus. I feel like where SEO has its best value is when you've created a, quite a bit of content mm. and you want to expand your reach. Up to that point, you're just trying to make sure that you're doing what Google wants you to do in order for your content to even be discovered. I feel like people get caught up on trying to do all of the SEO things right in the beginning when there's just a few or maybe one or two things that you need to be primarily worried about. Your focus should be on creating fantastic content. And people kind of let that fall by the wayside. So I actually just concluded a workshop this morning showing people how to use SEO tools in order to spark their creativity. Right. Because people have a hard time coming up with, with ideas, the well runs dry. 
you know, when you're creating content daily, weekly, monthly, you know, yearly, um, day in and day out, you run out of ideas. So SEO is great for helping you to identify new ideas using SEO tools, which most people don't really think of. But I was challenged to think about SEO differently in presenting this workshop. So uh, like I said, I'm biased. Uh, SEO is definitely a really good way to do that. But one thing that I would say kind of trumps that always is word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that I can say about my business that you cannot say about my business better. People are reticent to believe me when I say it about my business, but if I have other people saying it about my business, right. then it's, it's like, okay, powerful. all right. That's yeah. why review sites are so popular, right? right? That's right. why they've taken off. And I know that there's like a caveat there with fake reviews and people being honest and they only leave reviews if they either like it or they hate it. But I think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle and people don't ask for referrals enough. Mm. They don't, it's so much more expensive to acquire a new customer cold yeah, yeah. than it is to tap into your existing user base and get them to do what they're already doing for you, which is talking you up, <laughs> but now you're being deliberate about it. Right. And people are afraid to ask, but you'll never know what the answer is unless, unless you, ask. you ask yeah and there's a good time to ask too which is when they're at their most excited about your product right <laughs> exactly one of the things that people often get wrong is that they'll ask for that review right after the product's been purchased yeah yeah, yeah. there's not been enough time for them to use the product right they don't even know they have no clue yeah, yeah. and sometimes not even 30 days is enough mm -hmm. um, yep. because people we, get busy they get busy yeah exactly mm -hmm. um, so you know making sure that you time that ask correctly right is, is important and figuring that out just takes some trial and error, uh, depending upon, you know, a lot of different factors when it comes to your customer base. I'll give you an example. So with Wave, um, somebody might sign up and then they're like, wow, this is super awesome and simple and I can do this. And so they get confident, but they might not be ready yet to actually create an audiogram Wave yeah. video, right? And so they wait a little bit, but then we can tell when they first create their first one. Mm -hmm. We kind of track like how long it takes them to create their first one because we know that once they get their first one under their belt, they're like, I got this. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, we, so we try to encourage people to like, just create anything when you first sign up and just try to get one under your belt because you'll see how easy it is and you'll be like, oh my gosh, like I can do this. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll also feel more co more confident about reviewing your service. Right, correct. Right, because right. they're like, oh my God, yeah, I did my first 10 waves and it was <laughs> it was dope. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to do this more and yeah, you guys rock. Uh, it, so it just, it lowers that barrier, yeah. right? That to me will always be like the primary way, especially somebody getting started can market themselves is by letting other people do it for them because nobody can say more about your product better than your customers. What are those few things that they can focus on? You mentioned just getting mm. the content right, but there are like a few things for SEO, like the title, yes. right? Like some people I noticed, they'll create this amazing blog and they'll call it something like my trip to Italy. Right. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Let's just work on that title a little bit and like what are one or two things that a beginner can actually do other than make good content? Read their blog post. Read it. Read it out loud. Oh, yeah. Read their content. That's great. And then actually figure out what your content is about. Mm, yes. What's the message of it? Mm -hmm. Right. 
Um, what have you actually said in your paragraphs? Mm. That should be the title of your article, the summation of your content. You and not just my trip to Italy. Yeah, I mean, sure, that describes your trip um, because you went to Italy. But what happened on that trip? Right. There are probably really amazing things that happened to you on that trip. What yep. were those? Right. Right. That's your title. Yeah. Right. And if there's an opportunity for you to, to work in some terms uh, that you want to optimize for, I mean, that we could really go down a rabbit hole here. You have to know what you're what people are searching for. So I'm going to give you an example. I used to work at a large tool manufacturer, power tool manufacturer, and we would work with our product team and they would want to call the tools things that for them sounded like it was a unique you know differentiator <laughs> so for example like a power drill you and i know what a power drill is right, right? but they're like no we don't sell power drills we oh. sell power drivers right right nobody nobody was searching for power drivers <laughs> man they they know power drill i right. mean that's been what's ingrained in their head forever mm, yeah so you just want to make sure that you're calling the thing that, that what other people call it. Mm, when you yeah. try to get too cute or too fancy or too obscure with what you call it, mm -hmm. people aren't searching for that. Right. So, yeah, great. You rank for a term that nobody searches for. <laughs> Whoopee. Yeah, you're, yeah. Number one. <laughs> you're number um, one. But you're not getting any traffic. Right, right. Right. So that's really important. Uh, you mentioned titles. The title of your content's important. The headings. I always tell people, think of your headings like chapters of a book. Mm. If I can't read your table of contents and look at your, your chapter headings and know what each chapter is about, then you're doing something wrong. Got it. I should know exactly what I'm getting into. So your H1 is your title. Your H2s and 3s should read like a, like a chapters to a book. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. And if you do that, those are some of the basic things that will really help you. Um, to have solid SEO so that when you do get to the point where you need some advanced SEO, you have a good foundation to build from. Because mm. otherwise your foundation's weak and then you gotta go back and re-optimize and, and rethink everything. And reread your book. <laughs> yes, and then that gets expensive because we're not cheap, Yeah. right? Good SEO is not cheap and cheap SEO is no good, mm. right? So, you know, just keeping those things in mind that you can set yourself up for success if you do just a couple to a few things right, but not worry about all the things that you see in this blog post or this roundup post. And they all have validity, but you have to understand at what stage your business is in and whether or not you should apply that particular advice. Yeah, good. Love it. All right, final question. In the context of content creation, do you believe audio is the future and why? Future is a strong word. Um, I love audio. Uh, and for the people who are listening who hear my voice, uh, yes, I do voiceover work, so I love audio, <laughs> right? Um, I do podcasting. I think that audio is fantastic. This kind of falls in line with my answer to the first question, which is I, I think that people are rediscovering something that's always been around. You know, radio shows were the only thing that existed long before television. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I, I've, I've listened to radio shows and, it, and, and they were great because they, they sucked you into an experience and you had to use your imagination. Yeah. Right. There were no visuals. You provided the visuals. Right. And so it was kind of like reading where you, you got to create this world, even though it was laid out before you, you got to create this, this imaginary, magical, mythical place where your imagination ran wild. And I love that about, about audio. 
Um, there are a lot of podcasts that do a really good job of incorporating audio. To this day, 99% Invisible is one of my favorite podcasts because the host just does such a great job with painting a soundscape for me. Mm. So I think that there's been a resurgence because people are rediscovering how awesome that audio is. And then, of course, social platforms are now integrating audio. Right. Right. Like, I, I'm a big user, power user of LinkedIn, and you can leave somebody voice clips nice. on LinkedIn. Right. So, people are just rediscovering even the connection element of being able to talk to somebody, and it feels like they're talking to you one to one. I feel that movement towards uh, Zoom. Right, where it was like, oh, we can do video now. and But now I'm feeling the movement away, where it's like, yeah. let's just go back to audio. Because <laughs> people are zoomed out. You can't zoom in your PJs and still maintain respectability, right? right? right. <laughs> but if you're talking to somebody on the phone, they have no clue what you're wearing. Right, right. Right, so there's there's that privacy to it. There's, yeah. you're not, you don't always have to be on. Right. There's just something kind of, you know, really special about that, and I mm. love that. But as far as the future, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those people that kind of likes to wait and see how things develop. Yeah. You're, well, you're saying it's the present and the past. It, it is. It, it's the past, present, and future, really. Yeah, it, <laughs> It's it always going to be here. <laughs> and, and even if it goes away and it's no longer as popular as it once was, it will come, come back, back around. Right. It will come back around. Got it. Got yep. it. Well, Colin, this has been fun. It's been great having this time with you, and I hope you have a great show. Thanks, man. Thank you. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.